0: This is part two of four of our interview with Rudy De La Garza. Welcome to Let's Talk, hosted by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. Here, we will focus on the struggle, the juggle, and everyday hustle of small business. We will be here weekly talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles, we welcome your questions and comments, so feel free to email us at admin at plemonscpa.com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. So we're going to talk now, we're going to segue over to why a business plan. You you mentioned earlier in our one of our segments about how the business plan is more or less for the individual, more so than the investor. Could you elaborate on that some?
1: Yeah, I, I think if, if we look at what a business plan requires. And I had a friend say, well, look it up at Google. Whatever it requires, that information is going to help you understand your product better than saying, oh, it's, it's a great gadget. It does these things because it's going to require you to find research of the market, mm-hmm. competitors, mm-hmm. Uh, cost of value, products like that. And you're going to have to use a performer while you're doing that. That performa should be about a three-year performer. Now, performa is a projection of Startup cost, uh, cost of goods, cost of management, structure, organization, people, uh, attorneys fees, CPAs fees, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then it takes it over a month to month, I would recommend, for the three-year period so you can show your growth. And that growth is tied to what you said your uh, market was. Mm -hmm. What percentage of that market are you reaching every one of these months?
0: You know, that's scary to even try and project. So 36 months out, month to month, you know, some people freak out just trying to do their budget on a 30 day notice, not even 36 (laughs) months. Right. But thinking about how you're trying to see where you're going to go is definitely research. Now, there are obviously some things that you can't control, like the economics and, you know, the economy, so to speak. And if a war breaks out, you know how that may impact. Mm -hmm. But you try and be as realistic as possible based on the research that you're doing currently.
1: And you can see, it's the research. It's forcing you to say, what can I do in the next 36 months? Mm-hmm. What's it going to cost me to do in that 36 months? Mm-hmm. You know. Therefore, how much do I have to raise? You're going to see a negative, negative, negative and Then you add that negative up and say, oh, I really need to have about a million dollars to be able to prove this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, section one, year one, section two, year two. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's helping you understand your product in more detail mm-hmm. than you have done before. And I recommend it, you cannot bring a product to me or a service to me without a business plan. And mm-hmm. I mean a good business plan. And it's not anything that I'm going to dig into. Okay. But it's going to tell me, wow, this man or woman did exactly what they're supposed to do. Correct. Now that tells me his management skills. Because realize this, as an investor – I may love your idea, mm-hmm. but I have to rely on you to run and make that idea fit work. Mm-hmm. So I invest in the people, mm. not the idea.
0: Ah, difference.
1: Uh, if I did the idea only mm-hmm. and he had to manage it, I lose more money that way. Really? Yeah. That's
0: interesting because the assumption sometimes is you're investing in the idea, yeah. not the people, because the idea is phenomenal. I mean, I think about Facebook just as, since we talked about Zuckerberg. Think about the idea of connecting people. I know when I first heard of it, David, Facebook, are you going to put my face in a book or are you going to put it on a book or something like that? Yeah. But the idea that he had was connecting people all over the planet. But he had to be confident enough or project himself confident enough to get people to invest in his idea. Now look at where Facebook is.
1: Yeah. You may not like the guy, but the guy knows what he was doing. Mm, they yes. invested in him, right? not the idea. Right. And every time I've and over the years that I've been in this, if I ever saw anybody invest in an idea mm-hmm. and then you leave him, that other person, to run that idea, yeah. it fails. Okay, the Failures is not because of the product in most cases. The failures are because of the management skills.
0: Correct. Correct. And then surrounding yourself with people who are able to assist that visionary who thought of the idea is critical as well. Because if he doesn't have a good management team or a good support system, it's still not going to work.
1: You know, it's, that's what makes a manager a manager. Mm-hmm. He doesn't surround himself with people who say no or yes because I say no or yes, mm-hmm. but the people that say, I think, too, and I got an idea and I can help you develop this. You've got to have people that are contrary to you, Mm -hmm. but help you understand. You need to listen to all these people because they're going to give you a different point of view. I I can't tell you how many times I've come up with a product and I I pitched it and they said, no, no. And even my wife will say, well, what about this? I said, oh, hell, I never thought of that. (laughs) So you've got to listen to people. They're going to help you learn your product.
0: Okay. So let's talk about the marketing plan because the marketing plan is a component of the business plan. I've always equated the business plan as the marketing plan plus financials. That's basically how I see that business plan. Let's talk about that marketing plan. How are we going to get that product from my idea, my factory, my whatever, to the public in the hands of who it was designed to be for?
1: And that's part of your business plan, isn't Mm -hmm. it? You say it's telling me that you've thought out how are you going to reach the audience that you say you have? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to put it in Facebook and everybody's going to come to me. That's not going to happen. No. You know? How are you going to market your product? Mm-hmm. Did I talk to a marketing expert that looked at the product and say, we can do this for you and can reach you these points? Mm-hmm. I want to know that. Mm-hmm. I need to know, again, that you've done that research. Correct. You got a great idea. How will you sell that idea to the public? True. Tell me that your marketing strategy and plan is part of the deal that I'm going to look at as well. I don't believe you can sell it that way. Right. You know, right. But for you to reach the audience, and now what's the cost of that marketing plan? That's in your performa. True. It's going to cost me 10%, 20% to run that business mm-hmm. or to market, just to market that business, which mm-hmm. is going to be the biggest percentage of cost that you'll have initially in that product.
0: Correct. And the challenge, too, is because there are so many different marketing channels now for you to be able to put your product out there. I mean, social media platform wasn't prevalent 30 years ago like it is now. You know, you couldn't just instantly Google and find, oh, where is this? Now you have to literally dig in and figure out, okay where am I going to put my product? Service is a little more challenging, though, because it's intangible. I can't buy this headphone if I'm an accountant. I have to buy the accountant service. So how does a a service industry market themselves? Do they use the same channels?
1: I think they can use the same channels, but it reminds me of something years ago
0: Mm -hmm.
1: when uh, websites came into the play. Mm -hmm. I thought, what a great idea you can put so much information on a website that you can't put in a newspaper article. True. You can do it. Thousands of pictures and thousands of mar. your whole presentation. Mm-hmm. I said, we need a website. Well, a website is like putting that star belongs to me. Mm-hmm. It's my name. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get people to go to that star to look at your website? True. And I thought, wow, that's great. So I need to have a marketing strategy to get people to go to my star to look at my website. Yes. So now you need search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. Now you need social media. Mm-hmm. Now you need all these other things that exist. That's part of the product. It's great that you've got a website, and you need a website mm-hmm. your, you you can say so much in that one site. But who's going to find you if they don't know your URL?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Who Who is going to find you? Because I look at websites now are like grains of sand on a beach it's so many out there how are you going to find yours so the marketing plan kind of dictates that because some people i'm going to do it the old-fashioned way. i'm going to pound the payment knock on doors put posters in in places and put postcards that doesn't work for all products all services not if your target market if you've done your research doesn't use those channels to re- to be reached, if you know that your market is moms that are between ages of 35 and 45, two kids, stay at home, how are you going to reach them versus the working mom who's out in the workforce, how are you going to reach them? So that definitely becomes critical.
1: And so, that, again, is in your business plan. That's going to tell me that you research who is your client, who is your customer. Mm-hmm. And if this is your customer and you determine that in your business plan, mm-hmm. then how are you going to reach that customer? Mm, You've true. got to tell me how to reach that customer. Uh, my customer is an Asian man. Well, why am I advertising the United States only? Mm-hmm. You've got to be over there. Right,
0: you know, right.
1: It's, it's just it. it's simple.
0: Very yeah. simple. But, you know, sometimes when you're the donut maker, mm-hmm. you, you don't think about those things because you're making the donuts. Yeah. And that's critical. So you would mentioned before a NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, a non-disclosure agreement – basically says i 'm going to share an idea with you, and i don't want you to share the idea with anybody else and mm-hmm. not without my permission mm-hmm. okay so you're protecting your product or your idea mm-hmm. with an, another individual, and usually that indi- other individual may be your marketing person that you're going to mm-hmm. it may be the financial person that you're going to
0: okay. it could
1: be anybody that you're looking to to help invest in your company okay. They cannot legally do that. All right. All right. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. But they cannot legally do that. Share your idea with other people.
0: And that's critical, too, because, you know, it's like uh, the competitors are out there trying to get the next edge. And if you come with a different widget that does something a little better than their widget, they want to like, oh, well, let me figure out how to do that. And if you're trying to market that or doing your research and you have someone that's, you know, loose at the gums talking too much or they're spreading misinformation or whatever, that competitor can pick that up because they're always trying to get that edge. So when should you put that NDA into place at the beginning of the relationship?
1: Yeah, I think at the beginning of the relationship of how much you're going to share, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be, I have an idea and it's going to be this, you need an NDA or I'm looking for an investor to put a performer in front of them. Uh, You wouldn't need it. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, It's based on how much information you're going to share of the idea or the product that you're taking to the market.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, let's talk about the cost of investors. What's the cost of investors?
1: You know, uh, it can be very inexpensive. It can be very expensive. And the cost of investors is tied to how you want to reach the investor and the type of investor you want to speak to. All right. And when I say the cost of investor, I also say – what cost would it? What would it cost me to get him to invest in my company? Mm-hmm. So the cost would be at the end of the day, how many? What percentage of ownership have I given him for his investment? Ah. So if I feel my company is worth a million dollars, as an example, it's worth a million dollars. I can prove that it's worth a million dollars. Here's my proof. Here's my business plan. Mm-hmm. Here's my performa. It's worth a million dollars. Now, I'm looking for an investment of half a million dollars. Logically, the investor is going to say, well, if you need half a million, you're worth a million, I want 50%. Correct. And that's logic. That's that's going to happen every single time. Right. Okay. But the fact of the matter is it's worth of a million dollars because it was my idea,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not his idea. Correct. So now you're saying I evaluate – What I'm willing to give away for that half a million, for the $9 million idea, Mm -hmm. is not 50%. Not even close. So your Performa and your business plan is saying, today it's worth a million dollars, but with his half million, Mm -hmm. over three years, it's worth $5 million. Correct. So now my ownership that I'm giving away is based on what my performer says mm. I'm worth in the value, and I percentage that offer there. Okay. 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 That's how I look at it, and it's based on what will his money do for me.
0: Right. You know, I love Shark Tank, yeah, yeah. and I always laugh at Mister Wonderful. Kevin Leary, because he's like, I want my soldiers to go out and bring home more soldiers. He calls his money soldiers. But he talks about the value of the company. He talks about, oh, you're asking for ten, in exchange for 10% yeah. for $500,000. Hmm, you're saying your company's value is X, Y, and Z. And I found that fascinating because how did he know how to figure that out? Mm-hmm. How did he make that determination? It was based on what you're asking, asking for. for. Ah,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: I love this show. It's so educational. Yeah.
1: Is it really? Yes. I I kind of differ on it. And the only reason I differ on it is because instead of helping the guy out, they tear him apart. hmm And I'd rather help the guy but that's right. just a, a different personality. But these are major investors. Yes. And they know how to calculate those numbers. And you're saying you're valued at a hundred million, but you oh, all no. It's based on how much money they're asking for. Right. And that value they have to prove is what the future value is of what that money will do for them Mm -hmm. and what they're not doing. In most of the cases I, as I've seen, they're not today. I'm valued at a million and I want, well, no, I'm not going to do it, but your money is going to do this for me. Right. And then I'm valued at that. Okay. That's how you raise your money.
0: Excellent. So we have now, we have talked about your NDA. We've talked about your cost of investors. Let's talk about your company team. When you're looking at, Investing in the company, you're looking at the idea to see if it's viable, but you're also looking at the manager or the owner of that. How important is his team when you're looking to invest, just for you personally?
1: Yeah, I I think that's part of what we were speaking of earlier is that I really invest in the people. Rather than the product, Mm -hmm. I love the product, and I think the product can fly, and it's good. But who's going to run that company? Mm -hmm. And it's not just the idea person who's going to run that company. He's going to come to me and say, "I also have so and so, and so and so, and this is their credentials. This Mm -hmm. is what they." I have. You have to put together a team, management team that understands the product and the organization structure, how it's going to work. Mm -hmm. You have to trust them too. Right. You just cannot rely solely on the manager. It's what that. Manager put together as a team. Does he okay. really have a financial person in there that understands uh, notes and where to put the money and how to deposit the money? Do I have a CPA? Is he using a CPA? Okay, you know what—that determines the type of money he's trying to raise, how much effort he's put into his team,
0: right? And the key, I think, too, is knowing what you need on your team because a lot of times you don't know what you need. Okay. Well, do I need a vice president or do I need an operations manager? Do I need, you know, the marketing person? Sometimes some people don't know right away, but if you're trying to look at getting funds from somebody else, you need to know what you need on your team in order to be look viable to an investor.
1: Yeah, you, you put in a presentation in front of somebody, and there's different stages of what we're talking about, but let's say you're starting up. Mm-hmm. initially you don't need presidents, vice presidents whatever mm-hmm. but you're going to tell me that i've got somebody that knows how to make my product mm-hmm. and this is where it's going to be made That's mm-hmm. part of your team mm-hmm. and i know that somebody's going to distribute my product this is the person that's going to distribute my product and that's how it's going to be gone okay and i can manage these two people and i'll get that product to the street right. that's initially okay? okay now i've gone a year or i've gone six months into the deal and i'm grown and it's selling mm-hmm. now i've brought on this expert who can help me manage these people. But now instead of selling 10,000 gadgets, I'm selling 30,000 gadgets. you know. And that's part of it. That's the team. So your team grows as your company develops. Mm -hmm. And because it develops, you need more capital. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to look at what stage your team is at for that development of capital.
0: Correct. Because I'm looking at, just thinking (laughs) offhand, R&D, research and development, is always critical. And that's what I can assume that some investors are going to be looking at too. Oh, well, you're developing this. How much research are you doing on this? What's your next level? And that pro forma shows where they're looking to go in those next three years. So if you have a widget that works really well now, but it needs to evolve, how long is it going to take for it to evolve? How long did it take for you to bring it to market? How long did it take for you to develop it? You know, get all the the bugs and things out of it before you actually are able to bring it to market. I know a lot of times when I was watching Shark Tank, A lot of it was like, how long have you been in business?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, that seems to be the key question. How long have you been doing this? Or how many units have you sold? Because they really want to know, Okay, you've only sold 100,000 units and you've only been in business six months. That's pretty good. But if you've been in business five years and you've only sold 100,000 units, that's a problem. Why is that? Is it because the product is too big? Is it overpriced, underpriced? You're not diligent about it? So I know all of that plays a role in what the investor kind of looks at. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, that's absolutely. But you you need to look at the stages that they're at Mm -hmm. and then determine are they at the right stage Mm -hmm. or are they worth? Where they should be at that mm-hmm. particular stage, mm-hmm. knowing the business, the organization. And again, that goes back to that business plan and that performer. And <clears throat> are you where you planned to be three months ago, six months ago, and seven months ago? And right. if you're not, why aren't you? Why aren't you? Yeah, yeah. that's Did key. you really look into the product itself? Mm-hmm. And I, I've worked with companies that had two years of business, an excellent product. And I said, my God, this thing should be worldwide. Why isn't it worldwide? It was management. Really, it was totally management. It was, it was, it was, To me, it was blows my mind because I said, I, "He has had that person has had offers to buy it, mm-hmm. but he refuses to sell it, and wow. he himself is not managing that company. That's not making near the sales he could be doing mm-hmm. worldwide. Beautiful product. I can't right. even tell you who it is because it just upsets me when I think about it sometimes. Right, but." That happened. is management.
0: Right. And that's challenging because you can make the donuts, but if you don't have the other team to support you, yeah. to help you see, okay, you need to stop making the donuts now. And you need to go out here and sell or either start positioning the company so it can grow. And that's always difficult because that's my baby. And like you talked about. Yeah. My baby needs to grow, and I may not be the one to help her or him grow. I need some assistance.
1: Yeah. Isn't that unfortunate that they mm-hmm. take it so personally? Mm-hmm. And I understand that. You should take it personally. Mm-hmm. But you understand that it's like treating your child What's the purpose of your, ch- your children? You want to teach them to grow on their own and become mm-hmm. a human being and do mm-hmm. great things. Mm-hmm. So you've got this great idea. And what do you want to do with that idea? You yeah. need to help that idea reach the streets or help all the other people that it would work for. True enough. Are they trying to keep it too close in because of ownership? Oh, okay. I love it. I don't want to share. I, you
0: know. So my thing is, if you don't want to share, <laughs> you should have never had the idea. You should have never started down that path because the goal is for you not to keep it to yourself. I mean, I think about like, I, it was funny to me when the snuggly first came out, Mm -hmm. I was going, that's a backwards blanket. Really? That's a backwards robe. But it took off. But they knew their market. They didn't market in the street. They didn't market on daytime television. They marketed to those individuals who were up late at night, laying on the couch, Mm -hmm. watching television, watching those infomercials. That's how they got their product. And all of a sudden, it just blew up. (laughs) It didn't just blow up all of a sudden, but it blew up because they were smart. And what they were doing. They knew that their target market was not the daytime housewife or the person watching TV at 6 o'clock in the evening. They knew that their product was geared toward that night owl that's up on the couch watching television.
1: So they knew their audience and they knew where the audience was. Mm -hmm. and They marketed in that audience.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that was critical. This is an update for our Street Smart Entrepreneur Workshop. Street Smarts is for entrepreneurs, startups, and new ideas. If you are thinking about and are ready to start a new company, this is for you. Are you already in business and looking to raise capital? You will learn in this phenomenal webinar, protecting your ownership, choosing the right entity, pro forma, NDAs, and what investors are looking for. Join master business developer Rudy De La Gaza as he shares his expertise and experience in taking ideas and turning them into profitable businesses and corporations. Join us on May 4th, Wednesday, May 6th, and Friday, May 8th for an intense interactive webinar learning session that can catapult your business to the next level. We will no longer be at the Launch S.A. location at 600 Soledad. We will now be offering a webinar webinar. Please register on Eventbrite today. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at PlemonsCPA.com. And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio.
1: David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office.